0: What up, biddies? It's your girl, Tease Tidbits, and I'm back with another podcast. Today, I have a special guest, an entrepreneur, an author, a businessman, a college graduate, a YouTuber, and so much more. This man wears many hats. Speaking of hats, he does have merch as well, and he just dropped some hats. So be sure to check out his website. Ladies and gentlemen, Ken V. How are you doing today, bro?
1: I'm doing pretty good. I appreciate um, the kind of words.
0: Yeah, No problem. That's good. I do appreciate you coming and chopping it up with me today. Mm -hmm. I know you're extremely busy as you are an entrepreneur. So with so many hats, let's get into writing. What got you into writing?
1: Um, What got me into writing? uh, I was just like in a real lost space in college. And um, I always have like an inclination to write when I was a kid, but writing isn't really something that they promote and um, like the mainstream media or any like um, school uh, system so it wasn't something i thought i could make a living out of so i just never really pursued it as a child mm-hmm. then when i got older um i really got into reading like personal development books and then um like one day i just had this vision and um i just i just started writing every day and since then, I've been writing. It's been over, you know, half a decade. So I've been writing every every single day in different ways um, for, for a very long time, and it's led to half a decade, and it's led to like so many other things. So um, that's pretty much how I got into. It. I was like a real lost space in college, and then I just, you know, it's like I-, I don't know what else to do, so let me just start writing.
0: Okay, out of your three books, is there a specific one that you enjoyed writing the most?
1: Uh, no. A lot of people ask me that question. The reason I say no is just because I use a different creative process with each book. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I have four books. Um, I just haven't okay. released a fourth one yet, but it's pretty much done. Um, but I would say they all happen at different points in my life. They all um, you know, include different information, and I use a different creative process uh, with each one. Because I don't have a mentor when it comes to writing Um, You know, having a mentor is very important whenever you do something. If you have a mentor, you can uh, excel uh, very rapidly. That's how I'm able to be where I'm at with trucking. But with writing, I don't have someone like I have in trucking. So we're trying so many different things. And I'm doing everything independently. I I write the books independently. I edit them independently. I publish them independently. Uh, I'm structuring them. Everything I'm doing is like independent. So with each single book they all have like a different meaning and beyond the meaning they all have a different creative process because I want to put out quantity I quality when it comes to art because if you have a thousand different pieces to choose from versus spending so many years on one it's like you're leaving more behind because we can't be here physically but our impact can our inspiration can our art can so with each book it was a different process so it's not one that I like the most i like them all equally because i took different steps to create one i took different steps to create each one if that makes sense
0: yeah makes perfect sense that's interesting cuz usually people say you know the quality over quantity but that's that's different and that's cool when it comes to art so uh you have a degree in psychology correct oh uh, yeah what made you want to study the mind
1: um, just because I didn't go to college to get paid. Um, mm-hmm. I believe that college, if you're going to college to, I mean, unless you're going to college to be a doctor, lawyer, um, even those things, um, a lot of people do things for money. So mm-hmm. I wasn't going to college for money. I didn't have to take out no loans. I went to community college for two years and I went to a commuter college. Um, and I probably spent like probably my college probably cost about 20,000 over four years. Um. So, so um, I didn't have to take out any loans and pretty much uh, I'm like, okay, I'm not doing this for money. I know I'm not going to get a good job after this or something I can, you know, use in real life. And mm-hmm. I want to be, a, my mom is an entrepreneur. She's a business. She's a business woman. She's a business owner. So um, it's pretty much in me to do the same thing, but just take it to another level. That's what, uh, you know, generational wealth and uh, generational information is about. So I knew that psychology teaches you about people, and it teaches you, um, you know, sociology, which is a study of people in groups. So as long as I know the study of people, you know, or as long as I know people, and I, and as long as I know, um, you know, how to influence, how to, how to advertise, all it, you know, all you know, I create a product, and I can, you know, get people to, you know, consume my product. So I know psychology. without people, you have nothing. So True. once you learn people, you got the blueprints of life.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. You uh, brought up your mother because my next question was gonna be, did you always have this like entrepreneur mindset or is something you developed when obtaining your degree? So can you give like a beef um, bad, a brief background about like some things that your mother instilled into you about like you know working for yourself and you know being an entrepreneur? Uh-huh.
1: Oh yeah. My mom always told me um never going to student loan debt. She told me that school was pretty much um dumb. Um that's what she told me. Like she she used to be like very like real and raw. And she uh always just, you know, told me like save money, just be financially aware, um, and that you can make money in ways that people usually say you can't. So a lot of people don't know. Well, now it's different. This generation is a lot different because of social media. But back when she was coming up, a lot of people uh, didn't know that hairstylists can make a lot of money.
0: Mm-hmm. So she
1: was uh, able to become a cosmetologist and, you know, open up a salon and, you know, have 20, 30, 40 people working up under her while she is running the whole entire salon. So she's um, always been, a you know, a boss and she's always been a, a business owner. So just seeing that and just being exposed to that um just let me know that it was possible to you know beat the odds because she didn't have a college degree she you know got held back twice when she was coming up in school um she had like a language barrier um so i saw her do the impossible so i knew like okay like there's really no limitations to anything and then also i learned that you know as long as you invest time into something, so no matter what it is, like if you do something every single day for 10 years, you can master it. And that's what psychology taught me too, just the like mere exposure effect. When you expose your mind to something, your mind begins to see things that it once couldn't before. So my mom did hair for 30 years. So she did the same thing. Like she working hard. She working 60, 70, 80 hours a week, you know. um. So she just taught me like, you got to work hard. Like my mom didn't drink alcohol. She didn't go out. She didn't had many friends, like, she really just worked all the time. That's all she did. She was like a workhorse. Um, so, you know, we didn't get to see her all the time, but mm-hmm. we knew that it was a bigger picture to, like, what she was. And, you know, it's led to, you know, what, you know, my life and what my my life has become Then I got an older brother who's a professional basketball player. So, mm-hmm. you know, I saw her blueprint work in him. And then i was just the one to actually break down the science of it because my mom was only able to teach me so much she Mm -hmm. was doing a lot of things but she didn't really understand the science behind what she was doing she was just doing it naturally so i saw her doing naturally my brother saw her doing naturally my brother did it naturally so my brother going you know to the gym every single day three times a day three four Mm -hmm. hours a day he's all he does is play basketball that's all he does so i'm okay He just recreated her formula so then me i go get the science of it like okay boom now i understand the science of the mind so now i understand people i understand myself so it's like i learned the science of what my mom was doing and then i just took it to like another level and started like using it in a bunch of different things and once you see results from something then now you know like okay it's really just this formula and i can just recreate this into whatever I want, and it's always going to lead to success.
0: Right, right. That's cool. So it's safe to say because you know we have somewhat a negative uh, stigma in our community when it comes to financial uh, literacy and you know credit and stuff like that. Like black people are born with bad credit. So is it safe to say that you um, are very financially uh, literate? And if you had any advice for somebody. That's trying to get on this way to be more financial, financially uh, literate. What would you suggest? Or
1: I wouldn't say I'm very financially li- financially literate. Um, I, I'm just financially aware. Uh, like mm-hmm. I wouldn't, you know, it's it's still a lot of mistakes that I make. Still a lot of mistakes that I'm gonna make. Um, and it's still a lot that I have to learn. So I wouldn't say like, oh, I'm you know, the highest level. But I'm learning through just pretty much like trial and error because i realized that a lot of the things that we hear and, and that people tell us like when we coming up like things like oh don't look don't spend money uh mm-hmm. save li- don't live below your means um like don't take out loans uh don't get credit cards like these things are like misconceptions like don't don't buy expensive things don't uh don't don't um indulge in, in you know a luxury and lavish lifestyle like these things are misconceptions and as time has went on i have learned that the more money i started um i began to make like i, I got my first credit card when i was in college mm-hmm. this is a 500 hundred dollar credit card um and that pretty much like started my like history, my credit history. And then, you know, I just started reading. And I also had a roommate in college that I went to high school with. Went to high school, graduated. Um, we're still friends to this day. It's my brother. Um, and, you know, we both would just read books and just talk every day, just about millions knowledge. And, you know, I started reading books on credit, just learning like how to use credit cards, like knowing that credit cards can be assets versus liabilities because credit cards give you points so if you know how to spend credit you can get paid to spend credit like a lot of people don't realize that spending cash is probably like one of the biggest liabilities you can do holding on to cash in the bank and spending cash because you don't get paid to spend cash you get you get paid to spend credit literally you get two percent back five five points back two points back so if you know how to strategically spend credit and leverage your cash like you can do a lot more things and you can increase your streams of income and then also, like a lot of people say, oh, don't spend money, save money, save money. But if you're not saving with a purpose, like mm-hmm. you not you, you wasting your money because actually saving money is like losing money. Because like even as you can see in this last year, like inflation, you know, the government's loaning out money. So you have to make your money start working for you in like different ways. So these are things that I'm trying to learn then. Also people say like, oh, save for a rainy day, save for a rainy day, you never know what can happen. Like, mm-hmm. But you also have to spend money and experience things because what I've learned is like, when I spend money and I get an experience in life, it motivates me to go get some more money. So it's like, if I didn't live this experience, if I didn't know what it was like to fly first class, if I didn't go stay in a, you know, a luxury hotel on the top floor in the suite, like, i wouldn't know what that's like if i didn't you know move out of my state if i didn't like you know give my family money if i didn't you know help people i wouldn't know what these things are like so it wouldn't motivate me to go get more so it's just like you have to just take risk and take leaps of faith and start to experience things because you can lose money you can make money but what you can't lose is an experience so what i'm learning is that the more money you make it doesn't, you know, make you make you sad. What money does is like changing your perception of time because somebody that makes, you know, $500 per week versus somebody that make $500 per hour, they're moving at life. They're moving in life at a different pace. So a person that's making more money can experience more things and what experience you get wisdom because you turn the information into a real life situation. And then from that situation, you can draw even more like information. So, you know I, i'm learning over time but i realize like it's really just experience it's mm-hmm. taking in the right information and then trying to use that information in the real world so I, I did a lot of time reading books on money credit like all of these you know real estate like personal development but then when i actually got to like turn information to experience it took me to like another level and it's still like i said so much i gotta learn but just like little things i'm learning like business credit like mm-hmm. business bank account LLC getting paid through an EIN like there's so many things that I'm learning but it's coming because I'm actually out here in the real world right. applying all of these things that I'm taking in. Right.
0: Yep, yeah, and I do believe that uh, for a phrase scared money don't make no money like yeah, save your money. Um the way I think about finances like have enough for a rainy day like your emergency fund. Yeah, cool. And whatever you're going to use on a credit card, it should be whatever you use, like on a debit card, like you said, to gain points or whatever. And then anything else that needs to be invested to let your money work. I feel like, like the most basic formula, but a lot of people are scared with their money because you could tell when certain people didn't grow up with a lot of money, so they feel like they need to hold on to it. Mm-hmm. i trying to think of ways to like, you know, put it out in our communities like it's OK to spend money because it's going to take money to make money. Even if you have a job at like McDonald's or whatever, you have to spend money to get the, you know, uh, I think it's like slip resistant shoes or whatever. Exactly. So whoever's listening, don't be afraid to take risks when it comes to your money, because it really takes money to uh, make money.
1: And you just got to be confident to bet on yourself because you know anything else is a gamble when you but when you bet on yourself it's a guarantee so that's the difference like you can you know people go spend a hundred thousand dollars on on a degree on a Mm -hmm. sheet of paper but they won't take five thousand dollars and go buy something that can help expand their brand or bring their brand to life or put them in a closer position to you know do something for themselves so it's like You gotta take your money and bet on yourself because if you put a thousand dollars into yourself, you can get five thousand. Five thousand dollars into yourself, you can get fifty thousand dollars back. If you put fifty thousand dollars into yourself, it's no limitation to what you're able to receive from that. So you gotta bet on yourself every time, and that's a part of financial literacy too because they teach us to, you know, run away from our dreams instead of Mm -hmm. investing our dreams. That's why they, you know, put us in so much debt and make us work these nine to fives and make us do these things where we trapped and enslaved. So we don't have time to really think and, you know, put all that energy into our own selves.
0: Right. Absolutely. So, yep. They will give you a loan for one hundred thousand dollars to go to school, but will deny you a business loan with the quickness. So, everybody keep that in mind. The system is not designed for you to win. You got to actually go out there and go get it. All right. Next question. So, I know you spoke briefly, very briefly about um, depression. Um, how did you manage to get through it? And I know it's um, a lot of people don't believe in therapy for whatever reason. Would you recommend therapy for anybody? What's your yeah.
1: opinion? One, um, well, I want to say, like... <laughs> I wasn't. I went on a scale to like one to ten. I don't want to put on the scale, but I wasn't like somebody that needed like um, antidepressants or anything like that. Um, so I don't want to, you know, downplay any, like what anyone else goes through in life. Um, but I was depressed at a certain period of time, and the depression happened because I spent so many years of my life believing I was going to be a professional athlete. I thought I was going to play in the NBA and not the NBA. The overseas. So once that didn't happen, I went from, you know, believing I was gonna become a millionaire to working at Kmart for $7 an hour. So as a 19 year old, who used to just go to the gym, hang out trip, take trips, play basketball, play video games all day, to having to go work for $7 an hour, 745 was the minimum wage in Michigan at that time. Mm-hmm. I was very confused. And it was like, like, what am I gonna do? And then I had an older brother who is a high school star, college standout, um, overseas now. So I'm looking up to him like, man, he made his dreams come true. But here I am working at, you know, this job. And then I was in college. I didn't, I hated depressing. I'm only making like $300, $400 a week. And then I got, I'm taking, you know, 15, 16 credits. Like, I'm, and then I'm like, this, I'm not even going, to you know, be able to work a job from here, like with my you know I I was just so confused I didn't know what my future held for me so that's when I turned to like reading so instead of turning to like partying and like um Mm -hmm. temptation I started to like ignore temptation and like read distractions I started like changing my friends I started I stopped stopped talking to people Uh, I just spent a lot of time like um just reading books all day like I would just go to class go to my sit in my room and like, just read all day. Like, I would literally just read books. I don't. Even, I couldn't even do that today. I couldn't even just sit in my room all day today and just read. But I would literally just wake up, read, like, mm-hmm. eat, go back to my room. So, I started doing that. I started, like, working out a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I started, like, you know, just trying to find myself. So, I started to take, like, the energy instead of, like, investing it, like, hourly. I started to invest invested like inwardly and then you know i just started to like slowly but surely like discover myself i started trying new stuff i went and got my real estate license personal training <laughs> certification like i started working different jobs i, started, I became a server so it was like I, I was just like searching 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 until it's like i found something that you know worked it was writing then after writing it was you know social media content and after social media content is trucking and then it's back to like so I, I just started trying just everything because it's like i I have nothing to lose i already lost my dream as a, you know my childhood dream so now like you know what what else i can't do nothing else so i can either turn this into something negative or positive so right i learned about the mind and i just turned it to something positive
0: that's what's up uh so growing up in detroit did you think you had any positive male role models i know you uh, got
1: reconnected with your dad not too long ago, a few years ago. Positive role models, uh, yeah, I didn't really, um, I, got, I I've always been kind of like a loner. I always had like a few friends, mm-hmm. um, and my brother was. I, ha- I have, um, like brother I grew up with. Um, he always played basketball, so he was always just the person I really looked up to because I didn't have my dad. My dad was, um. On drugs and in and out of prison from the ages of like four to like, I don't know, probably 18. I didn't start talking to him again until I was like 21. Mm -hmm. Um, And even when we started talking again, it wasn't like we was like buddy, buddy. We was just like cool. Like, there was no animosity there. So, the person I always, I don't really look up to a lot of people, but the person I look up to is my older brother who, you know, is playing basketball right now. So, he was the most positive because that's all he did. He just played basketball all day, literally. I've never seen somebody so obsessed with something in my life. So he was just like my inspiration because he was all he was always great. Everybody want everybody wanted to be his friend. Everybody looked up to him. Everybody, you know, just saw him as a star. So he was just a person I always looked up to, and I looked up to him even more because, like, um, we, like we didn't have our father.
0: Mm-hmm. OK, that's what's up. Um, so would you contribute trucking to, I guess, I don't know the status of like y'all's relationship now, but do you think that kind of brought you and your father into a better space relationship wise?
1: Um, Most definitely, because, I mean, it gave us ex- an experience. Um, mm-hmm. You need experience with people to build uh, like relationship connection with them. So it was our first, like, I mean, we was together every day for like three months. So um, I'm a, you know, he, what he taught me was how to forgive. I don't hold no grudges. I always forgive people. Um, if I was able to forgive somebody that did me wrong, I don't feel like it's, I don't feel like it's too many other things that you can do wrong than to leave your own uh, flesh and blood behind. I feel like, you know, it's, it's not too many. It's, it's definitely things on there, but that's like, like tier one. Like, you know, betrayal. So, like, I feel like it's nothing that, you know, somebody could really do for me to not really forgive them. They have to do something worse than that. And it's not too many things that you can do worse than that. So, I, that really taught me how to forgive. So, I don't hold no grudges. I don't hold no negative energy because when I was holding grudges and when I was, you know, angry about that, it was doing me more harm than good. So, I don't like to hold on to, you know, any negative emotions or negative anything. So, um that taught me how to forgive so i had already forgave him before we got into trucking but mm-hmm. it just gave us an experience you know we can that's you know something that we always be able to talk about we got you know that in three months every single day with somebody over the road <laughs> different states different cities different you know crazy stuff we experienced so
0: yeah. it was
1: definitely a uh, good you know to you know build on a you know relationship
0: Okay. Okay. Before we get into trucking, is there any job? Because I know you uh, did a lot of things that you were working, and there was a situation you were just like, "Nah, fuck this! I'm not working for nobody else again." Have you ever had that type of experience?
1: Um. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I worked. I made. Uh, I made like yogurt. I've worked in like retail. I worked um, so many restaurants, real estate, personal training. Mm-hmm. I've done you know, uh, technology, like banking, (laughs) there's not too many things I haven't done, but I believe that it's essential to work for people. Mm -hmm. And I believe you got to be a good worker, a boss. So, um, you know, what made me say I'm not working for nobody else is when I actually started to work for myself and, you know, do what I'm doing now. But uh, I think every single job that I had was essential to who I am. So, you know even if i had to go back and work for somebody i wouldn't be opposed to it because i know sometimes you got to do stuff you don't want to do um to get mm-hmm. to where you want to go so i wouldn't even you know if something happened and i needed to go work for somebody i'd do it because mm-hmm. i have all the credentials i have all it just gives me even more like leverage uh in life because it's like I don't I don't have to be a boss if I don't want to I can just go work for somebody because I got a degree I got you know experience doing this I you know I can go back to school I can you know it's so many different things that I can I can do so I I'm really not I'm not the type of person that's an entrepreneur that's like oh I'm opposed to working for somebody else because I believe that it's essential to work for somebody else and when you are an entrepreneur when you're a business owner people got to work for you so you I have like a a a a a different type of outlook on it. I don't want to work for nobody else. um, Mm -hmm. But if I have to, then I just got to. Um, But I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing now because I'm seeing about me. Now at this point, it's about other people because I'm really changing other people Mm -hmm. and, you know, elevating other people. But um, I would say the situation that made me like, F this, I'm not working for nobody else. is probably like this year, honestly, Mm -hmm. when I said that, because it's like, oh, I can really do a lot um you know if I really focus in on stuff and if I really stay consistent so it wasn't until I got um like to this point right now that I'm that I'm at where I'm like oh I can't work for nobody else
0: okay okay um did you know that trucking would generate a lot of you know capital to fund other things when you first got into it or it was something you realized like Uh oh
1: it was something I realized. Um, I was only thinking I was gonna make like $60, 70 thousand with trucking, and I thought that that would be enough. Well, um, mm-hmm. so I make sixty, seventy thousand, then I can just you know do this for like two years, three years, and then you know, mm-hmm. buy a property, and then buy another property, and buy another property, and then just go from there. <laughs> so, what happened with trucking was really just like it was. It wasn't random, but it was random.
0: Mm, okay, I got gotcha. you. What is like one of the wildest thing you have seen like over the road?
1: I really couldn't say wildest just <laughs> because, like, I see so many different things. Like, you got accidents, you got people, you got mm. scenery. Like, it's not, like, I, you know, I saw, like, two bad accidents just, you know, I saw, time I saw, like, a dude just, like, hanging out his truck, he got hit somebody. It's just crazy <laughs> stuff you see. Like, sometimes I don't like talking about it because it's just, like, get like, this sense of, like, bad energy. And then you see mm. people at truck stops just seeing like just the just the country change off the from the ground like i'm driving from you know new york all the way to the the or like new jersey all the way into like the border of washington and canada i'm driving mm-hmm. all the way so i'm just seeing you know going through all of these states iowa wisconsin wyoming north dakota south dakota oregon mm-hmm. like like so just seeing all of just being in you know seeing crazy like cities and mm-hmm. like areas where houses like i I've seen houses in locations where it's like it's not even a grocery store within a hundred miles, so it's like what how are y'all living like this so it's not really like no wild one wild thing it's just like the whole trucking journey just wild itself mm-hmm.
0: okay um. Have anybody that, like, when you first got into it, like, yeah, I'm about to do trucking, and it was like, nah, are they, like, hitting you up? Like, yeah, bro, I see you doing your thing, blah, blah, blah. You think you could put me on? Has oh,
1: I- <laughs> um yeah, for sure. And it's yeah. not even just, like, I just know, like, when I first started writing books and doing <laughs> social media, people was kind of confused at, you know, what I was doing. And then... You know, people didn't really understand my direction. And then when I went from talking about spiritual, because I was on Instagram before I was on YouTube. I didn't really like YouTube. So mm-hmm. I was doing like spiritual manifestation. You can, you know, mind power. You can believe, like, all you got to do is, uh, and people like, what? Like, And I, I was getting followers for sure. But for some people, it was like, kind of like, what are you talking about? But I'm, I'm thinking like, if y'all really understood what I was telling y'all right now, y'all would like really be listening because this is the foundation of receiving material things in the real world so like you know a lot of my like a lot a lot of followers and stuff that was following me when i was on the manifestation stuff when i like popped up with like a truck a year later because i had kind of like went like ghost on instagram when i popped up like a truck like Mm -hmm. people was just like what like what like then when I got another truck, and then now when I'm doing YouTube. So it's just like a lot of people don't really understand, you know, mm-hmm. what you're doing until you start to manifest material yeah. stuff. So right. you know you tell people your dreams and you tell people like, listen, you really gotta believe and all they hear it, they hear it, they hear it, but they don't really believe it until you start getting material stuff. And it's I mean, that's it's it's sad that the, it's sad that the world is that way, but that's just yeah. the way the world is, and it's just like the people that really understand the invisible world they Mm. they be locked in so it's a lot of people that understood too that was following me that's you know that knew like oh you different like I'm listening I'm I'm tuned in but you also got you know those people but for me I've always gotten like a lot of love and like a lot of people you know just be showing me love and just you know it's a certain audience I know right. the people that's tuned in, they really understand like what I'm doing because you really got to be on a certain frequency to understand like the power of like my energy and my inspiration my wisdom
0: yep. Speaking of frequency this leads me to my last question for a quick five um, The Rare Few Do you mind explaining to people who don't know how'd you come up with it uh, what's the meaning behind it
1: Yeah I've actually been waiting to make a video or really talk too much about it, just because I want to be like very, like I want my be like very like precise and like
0: mm-hmm. creative
1: with my brand image. Um, but it's pretty much just a brand that I created when I was in um, in college. In a rare few, it pretty means it's like it pretty much it's a pleonasm. So I was reading this book um, like on sentence syntax and like uh like eloquism like like um how to be eloquent with your words so i was just reading this book and it was like pleonesm. And pleonasm is basically like when you use two words that mean the same thing in a creative way to really put emphasis on like what you're trying to say so like rare and few means like the same thing so like the rare few so i'm really emphasizing like what i'm like what is being like provided is like rare so it's like anybody can really be a part of the rare few like if you read in books if you understand like the invisible world if you working out if you invest in personal development like if you want to financial literacy if you live in life a different way like you just a part of the rare few because only you know a small percentage of the world is living a certain way you know the one percent is you know the 99 percent is working for the one percent so it's like you really have to be rare and few to live the lifestyle that you envision in your life because only a small percentage is doing that so the rare few is like an emphasis of just like a community of people that's just moving and living life just at a very high level and i just you know understand that growth is like the most essential thing to like you know life you don't ever stop growing and you never really die you just keep you know being reborn and just living on okay
0: good good gotcha right. so now i'm about to ask you a five so i'm gonna give you five questions and it's going to be uh two options whatever pops in your mind or whatever you prefer um so yeah let's get into that okay so nike or jordans you said what nike or jordan oh nike for sure kendrick or j cole
1: well uh, j cole
0: lebron or uh, lebron <laughs> religious or spiritual spiritual early bird or oh
1: uh, both
0: both all right um i want to thank you again for taking the time to uh chatting up with me today because i know you are extremely busy uh before you go please drop your website your uh social media people can find you and i'm also get in the description as well but uh, yeah go ahead and shout out your handles
1: um my uh youtube channel is uh ken v so it's k-e-n space v like victor And then my Instagram is uh, rarefewken. A-R-A-R-E-F-E-W-K-E-N. No spaces.
0: All right. And your website, where people could uh, copy your merch? Uh, I got some books.
1: uh, It's the rarefew.com.
0: All right. Thank you again for taking the time out your busy schedule to do this with me.
1: Oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah, you.